pet wall got pushed in. It was by a hand. I can remember seeing how big the outline was of the fingertips. And I turned around and his face just turned white and he ran away. A big hairy arm reached out over my right shoulder, out from behind the bush, and that's when he ran. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's up, buddy? You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about uh, about how many of these episodes that we're putting out here, and uh, the listens are growing and growing, and I'm really getting excited about it, man. I mean, it's uh, yeah. really cool yeah, stuff. Yep. Um, I know. This is uh, really growing. I- I'm amazed. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you guys, and thanks for supporting us. We appreciate it. Yes, you guys are awesome. Yeah. So once again, we're going to have a little bit of uh, fun tonight talking about some Bigfoot encounters with John. Yeah. He has Cash uh, Valley Bigfoot group page, so we're going to talk about that with him too, but That's we're right. going to hear his encounters as well. So, a little plug for his group page Absolutely. there. Go check it out yeah. if you're uh, looking around the Facebook. I think he's wrote a couple books, so we'll get into that too. He has. Yes, he has, but we'll talk about that too, I believe. All right, man. Let's bring him on. Let's not waste any more time. Yeah, let's get him. All right, here we go. Hey, John. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, glad to have you. So, John, you have um, a Facebook group page called Cash Valley Bigfoot. Uh, why don't you talk about that real quick and tell us what got you started doing that? Um, I started that page because um, I was off Facebook for like four or five years, and my friends, after I wrote my book, they kept telling me to get on there because there's people who who keep asking why, why I'm not on there. So I finally made a page and it's just blown up. And, um, yeah, it's, I've been a believer since I was 12. That was my first sighting. I was 12 years old. And, um, ever since then, it's just, you know, I've, I've collected stories and I, I talk to people and I'm pretty open about it. And it's, it's kind of nice, you know, having people come up to me, you know, cause I have my car all decorated, you know, with Sasquatch stuff on there and, you know, and someone will see it and wait for me sometimes and talk to me about it. So, yeah. Cool. And what area are you in, John? I'm in northern Utah. I'm currently in Texas right now. My wife has some health issues, so we're down here doing some medical stuff. Okay. Sorry okay. to hear that. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Why don't you tell about tell us about your encounter then when you were 12? Where were you? What was going on? And uh... So my first encounter, uh, me and my friend Jimmy were on the golf courses um, up in Smithfield, Utah. And we were down in the gully, and we were trying to find golf balls. Because back then, if you found golf balls, you could sell them back to the club. And so we went in early spring. Um, it was there was still some snow on the ground and some ice, and we were down in this gully. And we came out the out the one end of it, and in between them, there was a golf cart path, and we found a dead deer. It was a doe, and its neck was snapped in a weird position. And we're not, you know, afraid of seeing dead things, you know, we've hunted and fished our whole lives. And, you know, our, our neighbors would hang deer in the tree during, during the, you know, after hunting season. And so, you know, like it wasn't really shocking to us, but, but how the neck was snapped, it looked weird. And we thought it fell on some ice and we looked around and there was no ice. And so right behind the deer, there was a big old bush. So I walked over to the deer. I was looking at it, and Jimmy was behind me. And I turned around, and his face just turned white. And he ran away. And <laughs> I thought he was just joking, you know, because sometimes, you know, that's how he was. So I chased after him because something felt kind of weird. So I chased after him, caught up to him at the top of the gully. And he was, he was like, hysterical, like half crying and everything. And I said, I said, I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I, I thought it got you. I thought it got you. I'm like, what are you talking about? What got me? And he said, when I turned around to you know, talk to him, uh, a, a big hairy arm reached out over my right shoulder out, out from behind the bush. And 
and that's when he ran. And so I was like, yeah, right, you know. And so we were talking, and all of a sudden, uh, we heard this roar, scream, whatever you call it, come out from that area. And we heard heavy, heavy steps, and it was running up towards us. You know, we didn't know what it was. And it was coming up towards us, our side of the gully, and we were going to – and I told him, I said, so I backed up, and we grabbed some rocks that were right there by the edge of it. And we backed up to this, you know, because I thought it was going to pop out right in front of us. But then it, it made a, a sorry, uh, a quick turn and went down the, down the gully and up the other side and popped out the other side. And it was a big brown boar of fur, but it was running on two legs. And this thing was fast. It was big and fast. And it ran up towards the canyons that were, you know, up above the foothills. And it was gone. Yeah, it, it it was it happened real fast, but uh, yeah, it was scary. Did, did you see any details of of anything on this creature? Or? All we all I saw was the fur or hair. Sorry, the hair, and it was flowing, but it was big and tall um, on two legs. Um, that's all we saw in detail. He saw the arm and the hand, and, and he said it was a hand that was over my right shoulder. So like, it wasn't a paw; it was a hand. Is what he said. So he saw this hand come out, come over your shoulder like this thing was going to grab you. He takes off running. Yeah. You take that, off that's what running. he thought, yeah. yeah. And you so I don't know off. if he's going to touch me or what. I don't know. Right. I never saw it. I just wow. saw the – I saw the – I saw it run after all that happened. Did you notice any kind of smell or anything? No, it was weird, but, but the deer looked fresh. I mean, it was – it looked like it was a freshly killed deer. I mean, because, you know, there was no blood around it. Its neck was snapped in a weird position. I didn't touch the deer, um, but it, it didn't look like it was there for a long time. I mean, it, it looked pretty fresh. There was no smell to it or, at all. Like, it wasn't picked over. It wasn't gutted or anything. Well, that's what, I, you know, I've heard so many stories about uh, these creatures hunting and killing deer. And the way they take care of these things is, yeah, just a quick snap of the neck. Um, yeah. And, and then that's it. So, so it sounds like maybe this thing had just killed this deer, and you guys kind of came up on it and surprised it maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened, you know, now now that I look back on it every so often. And, you know, and, yeah, I'm sure it was just freshly killed now as we're talking. Because, I mean, yeah, you know, just how it looked and, like, it – it seemed like it was just barely happened. Probably did. You probably that's awesome. Yeah, you probably startled it. <laughs> um, how, how much did, woods? Uh, is, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Did you go back later to see if that deer was still there, or? Um, no, because we ran. You know, after we saw it run from us, we ran clear home, which was you know like if you walk it, it's probably like a twenty-minute walk or so. But we ran it probably in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> our adrenaline was so pumped up you know oh, we yeah, saw that thing <laughs> but yeah, no um but uh, yeah <laughs> did you tell anybody what happened i didn't at first so so what happened is so after we had this experience this happened on a saturday so so we go to school monday and we're in the library you know doing a class project and for some reason i i found this book I think it was called Mysterious Earth or, or, or Mystic Planets or something like that. And um, I saw this book, so I opened it up. I was reading it, and I turned to this page, and there's Patty's, you know, there's the Patty picture. And mm-hmm. instantly I saw that. I said, I said that's what we saw. Like, it, it was a, a click in my head. I'm like, that's what we saw. And I, so I called Jimmy over, and he looked at it, and he just didn't want to talk about it. He just walked away. Didn't want to talk about it. And he still doesn't talk about it. So you guys still friends today. Yeah. So what else happened to you? You you said you had more than one encounter. Yeah. So like a week later, (laughs) this is another story. So we were just over the Canyon um, from, from the golf course. We were up Hyde Park Canyon and Hyde Park is, is where I'm from. And this is me and my friend Brett. And we were up on three hills. You know, we had all these names for all the hills up there. And we looked across the canyon 
on, on, on Cedar Hill, and, and there's a little cave. It's called Devil's Cave, or that's what we called it. And we've been there for years, and I noticed there was a tall brown thing against the wall of the cave on the outside of it. And I said, well, that's weird. But, you know, I've never seen that there before. And he looks over. He's like, oh, it's probably a dead tree. You know, it came down the hill. And um, I said, yeah, probably true, you know. So we started hiking. You know, we're trying to find some deer sheds and stuff. And we didn't find any. And we, I look back over the hill, over across the canyon. That brown thing's gone. I said, Brett, it's gone. I said, I said, where'd the brown thing go? And he looked, he's like, oh, it fell down the hill. I'm like, well, we might have heard that if that would have fell down the hill, you know, because it looked pretty big. And so we hiked down the canyon, you know, we're coming out of this meadow and we're like about 100 yards from the cave, but we're going down out of the canyon now. And I'm in, I'm behind Brett. He looks behind him, you know, me. He, he turns around and looks at me and all of a sudden he just starts running. <laughs> so he's running i'm chasing him you know because i thought you know probably a moose you know or something you know you know come down and get us or an, or an elk mm-hmm. and um he's screaming ah <laughs> and we're, i'm like what is... so we caught up to him so i caught up to him so we came out of the bottom bottom of the canyon into a big meadow and it's and, and he stopped running because he, he he kept looking over his shoulder as we were running i never did because i was just you know following him and he stopped because I, I guess whatever was chasing us, you know, was stopped in the tree line. And he was he was scared out of breath. So we went to his 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 house and told his dad. And his dad's a mountain man, hunter, and everything. And his dad um, actually went up like an hour later and came back. And he was just kind of like acting weird. We're like. Well, did you figure out, you know, what chased us? And all he said is that he tracked it for a good mile or two, but he said it was walking. Not, you know, he said it was walking on two, on two legs. And mm-hmm. he tracked it. He backtracked, you know. He saw, he saw where we ran and saw where it came, and, and then he saw where it went, and it went up the canyon. And that was just over, you know, like it wasn't that far from where, a week prior, you know, from where it ran, too. So, but, you know, over the years, you know, you know, as a kid growing up, we always heard about the hillside growler. And that was kind of like, a, I guess, the name for Bigfoot there. Um, but that's what people called it, said, you know, if you go up the canyon, watch out for the hillside growler. Yeah, everyone kind of puts puts names of these things based on location. Uh, you hear, yeah, that's yeah. a new one to me, so I, I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep that one. Check into that one. Um, yeah. So, what kept your interest in this? Just those incidences, and then you just decided from there. Uh, did you go back out looking for these things? Or what happened? Yeah, there? I mean, I didn't really go out, you know, like and look for them. You know, it's just like I just had experiences with, you know, something, you know, that. I don't know what it is, you know, I've seen it, I've experienced it, and it's always intrigued me that, you know, I would hear stories, you know, like around the campfire, and people would say, you know, it's not real and everything. I'm like, well, I've seen something that, you know, I can't explain to what, you know, I can't compare it to any other animal I've seen here, you know, like in northern Utah, right. you know, like bears, moose, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, you can't explain it until someone sees it and that's why i tell people i'm like i can't i can't make you believe until you experience it you know without yeah. without me looking at a map right now how wooded was that area by the golf course you were at back then um now there's tons of houses you know you know how how development goes but back then there was no houses up past where it ran so it was just all fields trees um yeah but now it's all all houses. Did you uh, ever hear of anyone else, like on the golf course, have any sightings after that? No, but I have since. Ever since I've been, you know, on Facebook and you know, writing my two books. Yeah, I've I've, I've gotten people writing me and telling me things that you know they saw something in their window one night, or you know, they heard the screams or the you know the whoops and hurt, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. 
So tell us about your books. What are, what are, what's the titles and uh, what, what? So my book is Cash Valley, you know, Cash Valley Bigfoot. And in the first title, it's pretty much, uh, it's called The Field Guide and Stories about, you know, Sasquatch in the, in the Valley. And then my other one is, is, is Sometimes Shadows Do Move in the Woods. And that just came out last night. It's, it's online now. Cool. Um, I just gathered stories from people. And I put them in the book, and I kind of explain what what might have happened after, um, you know, or during, like like what they experienced. Um, it's it's kind of amazing how many, um, you know, I get all these messages and texts and, and and emails from people who who share share it with me, and always say, "I thought I was the only one who experienced this," you know, and I mean it's. I'm kind of amazed at how how big my page has gotten. I mean, I went from, you know, oh, I can't remember. I mean, there was one week I think I added 300 people oh, wow. <laughs> in one week, and I was like, holy oh. cow! And I kind of I did a small survey, and I think in all my members, I think about 90% of people have either had an experience, know someone who has, or heard about one who had joined my page, you know, I have some naysayers on my page, which is fine. And I, of course we I want that. Yeah. 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 You know, everybody does. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mind that at all. And I mean, I had a guy who, who, who sent me a pretty nasty private message about how he worked in one area for his whole career. And there's, there's no way there's Bigfoot. And I, and then like, I had like 12 people who had stories in that same area. So, you know, hey, I don't know. People, you know. You could go your whole life and never see one, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they've experienced it, but don't, you know, know what it was. It, right. you know, or, yeah. or they say it was a bear. You know, I mean, right. I had a, I've had people tell me their bears are seen. I'm like, ah, you know, there, there are bears up there, but a bear can't walk, you know, how, how you describe. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know they can walk on their hind legs, you know, you know, but not for a long distance. Not for any distance, yeah. Yeah, and a bear's not going to snap a deer's neck. That's not how they kill deer. No, unless they no. learn how to do that over the years. I don't think. That's... Yeah, well, especially how this one was snapped. I mean, it looked like it was just grabbed, and its its head was like back by the, you know, it, its shoulders. I mean, it was it wasn't snapped off either. I, I mean, it was just it was like. A branch twist. It just twisted it. Because mm-hmm. wow. I can see the deer right now in my, you know, head. I, I can see what I, you know, how it looked and everything. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. always going to have the naysayers. Uh, you know, it takes more effort for those people to get on these pages to try to argue with someone, and and they have a closed mind like that, and to, to not realize that there's things out there that we right. just don't know about. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And people yeah. are seeing people are seeing things. You know, they're seeing things and they're talking about it, and they're they're describing the same things. Every time, uh, so there's something yeah. going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, I have an area up there right now. It's up by White Pine Lake, and there's a there's. I've gotten stories from the '70s that have the same same incident every time. There's there's one one Bigfoot up there, or it's, it's a passed down trait. Yeah, he he likes to throw rocks at the hikers and campers around this lake, and he's he's never hit anybody. But it seems like it's a learned, passed down trait. Because I mean, I've had stories from the seventies, so I doubt he's still, you know, around. But um, yeah, he doesn't hit people. He he throws these big old heavy rocks that come in, you know, like a fastball, right? You know, about you know a foot from him, but they'll never hit close to him at all um he throws pine cones at tents and everything like he just i think it's just like a, a pastime i guess <laughs> huh. or he's trying to scare probably people away. He's probably yeah he's probably just bored you know yeah and in my new book i have lots of stories about about that area and um i actually talked to somebody who works in the forest service and he was kind of playing it off i said look i said for all the stories i've got and i said you guys have to know there's something up there you know, because I'm like, yeah. I've been getting, you know, stories from the 70s. You know, now it's 2021. I said, you know, that's 50 years. <laughs> I 
I mean, come on. Yeah, there's something going yeah, on. Yeah, they know. They know what's going on. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I'd like to talk to some of those forestry guys. Yeah, it's it's fun, you know, because I've tried to do that too. And I've talked to some sheriffs and, you know, highway patrol who did the canyon up there. And I gave them my card last summer. <clears throat> Sorry. I gave them my card. And they um, were really happy to get that because they're like, now we don't have to worry about, you know, doing long, you know, we just hand, hand the card to them and say, here, call him. Because <laughs> right. right. I guess they have some reports they get and, and incidents up there in the canyon. And, of course, it's in that same area where there's a big, you know, area of sightings. So, John, did you say there's some cave systems around that area? There's some caves up there, up, up around White Pine Lake and Tony Grove Lake. Um, I've been in one. It has lots of old crystals. You can go in there, you know, get crystals and stuff. And I've never seen any evidence of animals inside of it. But that's just one of the caves. Um, I have people tell me there's like like a whole whole chain of caves up there and abandoned mines and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's there's a cave area up there for sure. Um, there's lots of good places to you know. If I was a big, but I'd be happy up there. And this is northern Utah. Yeah, it's just on the border of Idaho. I was just gonna say up by Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on up there. A lot of lakes, a lot of. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was really surprised at how busy it is up there with sightings until I, you know, I, I got my case started, and I kept, you know, hearing stories and getting stories, and, you know, I would talk to people out in town who saw my car and saw my stickers, and they're like, you know, and it, it, it's been kind of fun, you know, to, you know, to see that they're not the only ones that experience the same thing. And some of them have experienced it like in the same week. They don't know each other, you know? So, hmm. right. But it's a busy, it's a busy area. Like if, if you guys saw the one, oh, yeah. uh, uh, there was a video last year that came out from the Rocky mountain Sasquatch organization. who did a comparison of the one of the Peter stinks. That's in that same area. And that's a cool video that they did a comparison on. And, um, see that one yeah that's a big that was a big creature whoever filmed it that was a big creature that they filmed and it was walking out out in the open right on this hillside oh yeah yeah i saw the video yeah he's yeah. massive yeah that's that's not far from anywhere up there so the so white pine lake and tony groves is just like maybe five miles away from there maybe six miles up you know so i mean it's in that same general area how would i find that video again I would go on YouTube and I would type in the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch organization. And I, I think it's called the Sinks video or, or Peter Sinks or the Sinks video. Okay. So they do a comparison. Back to your encounter, what do you think this thing was going to do if you didn't take off running? Do you think it was going to grab you? Do you think it was going to touch you? Do you think it was just curious what the heck you were? And was it close enough that it, I guess, could have touched you? I, well, on the golf course, I, I think he said it was pretty much going to, you know, I mean, it, it was right over my right shoulder. So, I mean, it had to be real close. I don't know if it's going to touch me and that's it or, or grab me. I think the one that chased us, um, you know, whatever chased us wasn't going to, you know, grab us. Because, I mean, as as people say and certain research, researchers have said, like, if they want you, they'll get you. Oh, yeah. And, for sure. And, yeah, for sure. I mean. I had one, you know, I, you know, I'll tell that story in a minute if you want. But, um, yeah, so I don't know what it wanted. I do believe there's a curiosity with kids. And um, I kind of have that hypothesis where it's mm -hmm. kind of like a Lenny of Mice and Men kind of thing, you know. And um, so, so that's why I watch my daughter real close when she's out there in the woods because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, I think they have a really big interest in children. I don't think they're out to harm anything. And I think that they're, they're just trying to drive people away from their territory. They don't want to be discovered. They don't want to be known. And that's why they've they've kept it so secretive for so long. They're, they're good at yeah. hiding out. And they're just a different species of who knows what. 
uh, that's, yeah. that's been able to, you know, stay hidden for a long time. Um, and they, they want to push people away from their territory. And, and you get closer to them, they're going to chase you, they're going to throw rocks at you, they're going to yell and howl at you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just enough to keep you away. The crazy thing is, is how close you were to this thing and didn't even realize it was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. I mean, I tell them that all the time. I mean, I got a, there was a study done by this. There was a graduate from Utah State who was doing her, her undergrad. And um, she did a survey of, you know, she had game cameras all over the area. And um, she said, well, in her study, she found out that there were mountain lions in all these areas of the valley, you know, the mountain. And she put some cameras above Third Dam. And Third Dam has a big campground area and everything. And she said she watched one video of a, of a family hiking on a trail. The mountain lion came out right, right as they passed. And they came back down the trail. The mountain lion went about five feet off the trail, was in a bush right by the trail. They walked right by him. Didn't see him at all. And, and I was like, that's amazing. And she's like, I wonder how many people walk by these things and don't see them. And, you know, that's same as Bigfoot. You know I mean? I'm sure I walked by him on a trail, didn't see him. I'm sure (laughs) of that. You know, same as mountain lions, same as moose. I mean, I've walked by moose and didn't know they were there. Ryan and I have been in some pretty remote areas and out in Oregon and Washington area, and I'm pretty sure the same things happened with us. We've probably been really close to some and not even known it. Um, oh, yeah. They're just mad. You're from Oregon and Washington? That's cool. I was born in Cedra Woolley. Well, we, we're not from there, but we go out oh. there. Where, where are you from? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm from Utah, but you, I was born there. Okay. I gotcha. So you had made another comment about something else that you had, another encounter that you had or, or an incident? Sorry. Yeah, this happened. Oh my gosh, when was this? Like in '99 or 2000? I can't. I can't remember the exact year because you know they're they all run together now. Um, I was camping in the Wind Rivers in Wyoming uh, at Big Sandy Lake, and I was up there by myself. Um, it was the end of the summer, pretty much. There was no, it, like it wasn't really busy. I, I only passed two hikers coming in as I was going in, and um, so I was there by myself. And I was fishing and stuff. And my last night there, um, I was fishing. I caught some fish. Uh, I cooked them down by the lake. And I, across the lake was a, a rock slide area. And I kept hearing these clacks. Like there's something hitting rocks together. But I thought it was just rocks falling down off the hill onto each other. But it, it sounded kind of like, you know, it was in a rhythm. But I just played it off like it was, it's just rocks falling. So I go to camp. I get camp all all broken down because I was hiking out the next morning and I was in my tent. Oh, sorry. So, so right before I went to bed, I thought I heard a whoop or a howl across the lake, but I thought that was probably a coyote or, you know, or something. So I got in bed at at about 10 o'clock. So about two o'clock I'm laying there. I woke up wide awake, like, like, you know, and I, and the weird thing is when I woke up, I, I knew there was something in my camp. And I, I noticed that everything was dead quiet. So I'm laying there on, on my back and I look up and I have one of these old army tents that slant over your head. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up, you know, you know, my eyes adjusted to the you know darkness because there was a full moon out. I mean, it was bright. You could see everything outside, you know, the shadows. And my tent wall got pushed in. And it wasn't by a paw, it was by a hand. It was, it, it, it got gently pushed in right over my head and I can, I can, you know, remember seeing how big the outline was of the fingertips from, from thumb to pinky. It was huge. It was a big, big hand and I coughed and it slowly pulled away from the tent. It shuffled its feet backwards. And I could tell it was feet, the, you know, the, and I know, I know it wasn't a bear paw, but this thing was you know, you can see the each each individual tip of the finger, and and I was like, I know you're there. You know who's out there? And it shuffled his feet more, and then it turned and it walked away. And so right when it started walking away, I waited till I couldn't really, you know, hear it as close. And I opened up my tent, 
and I got out with my flashlight and I looked at the area where it was going. I didn't see anything, but I could still hear it in the trees walking away. Hmm. And yeah, so it touched my tent and I looked around in the morning for tracks. I didn't see any because it was hard packed ground. It was really it's like a rocky kind of campground area. But you could see where it went, you know, you know, you saw the grass, you know, all all pushed away, like you know, as animals walk through grass. And then it was, but it was just eerie that I didn't notice it till it, <laughs> I think it probably heard me snoring and it walked up to the tent. Cause I had a, you know, cause my tent was really dark green it, and, um, and it was low, low to the ground. So I don't know if it didn't see me or it heard me, but it couldn't tell where I was at cause the tent was like green and chemical, you know, kind of like camouflage. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah. So, so you stayed the night then you didn't get up and leave. No, I didn't feel any fear at all. I mean, I, I mean, I was hiking out anyway, like in the morning. I mean, I kind of had a restless night's sleep after, but I felt safer after all the sounds came back. You know, because you know, you know, when I woke up, there was no sounds at all. You know, you know how that happens to people who have experienced say it went silent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, but after after it left, it came back. You know, all the sounds came back, like the wind, the birds. You know the night animals you know insects and hmm. yeah it was just strange but yeah, yeah we, hear that a lot. we hear that a lot uh you know when they're in the area everything gets real quiet yeah yep. yeah yeah and that's why i tell people i tell people that all the time i always thought about yeah. i always thought about uh, uh you know i've heard a lot of incidences where we have where these things uh always are checking out people in tents um, yeah. I always thought, what if what if someone just pitched a tent out in the middle of nowhere and set up a camera or two, and just left? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean? And see if these things would come up and investigate. They seem to be very curious about these what these tent things are, you know, touching them, pushing on them, not destroying them, just checking them out. Yeah. Well, now hammocks too. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard stories about people getting pushed in their hammock. I'm like, that'd be um, kind of crazy. I think, I think we have a story <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you? I believe wow. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just crazy what these things are. What these things are doing out there, and, and just I think they're curious. A lot of them are curious. Yeah. I, I think they know what humans are and and kind of what we're about. But you have the ones that you know have never experienced human contact or anything yeah. like that. And they want to get out and see what the hell's going on. They're curious like we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I got a question for you guys. So, so have you guys heard a difference between aggressiveness, aggressiveness between that is difference between the ones up, you know, like in the Western part of, you know, in America, like Oregon, Washington, Utah, Idaho, to the ones down south. Like Texas. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. The ones down yeah. south seem to be more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that the is? The ones up in the Pacific Northwest are, are a little more docile, a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want to know, you know, your your hypothesis. I, I don't know. I right. I think it might be. Yeah. I just don't know why they're so aggressive down here or seem to be more more apt to be aggressive and, you know, kind of like, think, you know, attack I, people. Yeah. I think it's because it, it's uh, less densely forested. I mean, they have less hiding places down mm-hmm. there and um and it's hot <laughs> it's hot yeah, yeah. Hot, hot and muggy yeah so i think that's got a lot to do with it. i don't think i think their habitat is uh, less so i think they get a little more aggressive with their with their area when people show up and i think yeah, that, yeah i think the heat has a lot to do with it too i mean these things yeah. these things are just you know, full of fur and whatnot, and they're capable of living in in very cold temperatures, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, down south in the heat all year round, it probably is unbearable a little bit for them. And they're probably like, "Why am I doing here?" You know? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Or they're in the swamp, you know, dealing with gators and you know, snapping turtles and right. <laughs> Could be you know, they're mad about that. <laughs> so they got to be aggressive. So. And yeah. honestly. If you want my opinion, you got a lot more guys down those areas hunting, toting guns, shooting at everything down there. And I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. in a bad way. I just think there's more of that activity going on, uh, you know. And um, up in the Pacific Northwest, things are kind of more chill. They really are. Yeah. And and like Brian said, they've got a lot more 
area to hide up there, a lot more forestry. It's more their domain. Right. Um, what made them, you know, drift to the south and, and, and kind of be in that area, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I've heard that a lot, and I, th- I think Brian's right when he says the heat for sure has a lot to do with it and, and less, less coverage down there for, for the most yeah. part. So they're fighting. Okay. They're fighting more for their, for their, uh, you know, lives down there as far as not being discovered and, and whatnot. Um, right. And it could be a difference of you know, yeah. I think environment does a lot to it. Um, it's like me, you know, living living where I do. It's like, why do I stick around here and deal with these winters and these cold, you know? And it makes me grouchy. It makes me every grouchy. year. Every year. It makes me want to throw rocks at people. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, I mean, so I get it. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think there's different uh, species of of these things, or different yep. different kinds of these things. You know, you've got the the orangutan looking ones down in Florida, the skunk ape kind yep. of thing. Yeah, uh, Pacific Northwest is more the paddy looking thing. I think I think environment and climate changes the appearance of these things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Oklahoma, you know. They're always kind of like a reddish, like a reddish color in Oklahoma mm-hmm. on the Red River and, all, and that kind of area. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Yeah, because, you know, because I've heard from people here in Texas, you know, like they seem to be more aggressive and more apt to like actually, you know, like, you know. Right. So especially in northeast Texas. Yeah. That we've yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> we've heard some pretty good charge. charge. I mean, I've never been charged at all by one, but man, I would I wouldn't like it. Well, no, no, got, no, that would be <laughs> that would almost, not be desirable. You almost got grabbed by one, for God's sakes! It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know it was there. <laughs> Probably a <laughs> until, good thing, you know. Until it, you know, until we heard it running up towards us, we're like, okay, you know, yep. there's something here, and then it, you know, popped out the other side of the gully, and it was gone. But I was like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I but, just, um, I just think they're more like more like people, you know. You've got different dialects of people. You have Oriental people, you know. You've got your European people, uh, you know, your Indian people, Middle Eastern people. Yeah. I, I think the same goes with them too. Um, and I think temperament. I think they have temperaments just like people do. You've got some people who can be nice as nice as anything, and then you've got people who are just grouchy all the time. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you know, I have a. I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, we were talking about, you know, how, how in movies with Bigfoot, they always make him really mean and aggressive and violent. And I was like, you know, everything I've experienced, you know, haven't, has never been that way. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, and he agrees, you know, he agrees, you know, well, it's for the show, you know, it's for the, you know, the audience. I said, yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, my experiences, you know, have kind of been like, you know, hair in the Hendersons, you know, where it's like gentle and it's like not aggressive and, Right. You know, only only me when it has to be, and <laughs> so yeah. Out of the interviews we've done, I would say most of them are pretty seem to be more on the on the easygoing, docile side. Um, there's there's some that are out there that definitely can be dangerous, and I a lot yeah. of people think that, that they can be dangerous, and they probably they probably mm-hmm. can be if they're provoked. Oh yeah, um, Anyhow, oh for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've been paced out before. You know, I mean, I, I was. I was walked out of an area and I knew, you know, like it was weird. Like I crossed this one trail and all of a sudden I was like, I shouldn't be here. And sure enough, you know, I, I heard something pacing me and it, it pretty much walked me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those people out there who say, Oh, Bigfoot's not real. There's no way, blah, blah, blah. These are people that probably don't get out and do a lot of hiking in remote areas. Uh, if more people get out in those areas and in places like you're talking about, I think they're going to be more open-minded about what, what can be out there. Yeah. Yeah. So too. Yeah. You take mountain lions, for example, like we were talking earlier. I think mm-hmm. more people are probably seeing Bigfoot than they are mountain lions. There's, you, it's tough to see one, you know. They don't yeah. want to be seen. You're not going to see them. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've walked into, you know, I, I worked in Alaska for a few summers, and I – I watched a moose vanish in front of my eyes. I mean, I was like 20 yards away from it. It walked into these trees. It was gone. And I could have, you know, and I mean, it it camouflaged so fast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, and I was that close to it. And it was a big old bull moose. And it was, you know, it was gone in the tree. You know, 
I didn't know where it went. Right. <laughs> it so most that people, fast. Yeah, most people that don't live in those areas or have never been to those areas don't realize just how dense that forest is. No. I mean, no. You know, we have forests here, but it's nothing like the Pacific Northwest or or Alaska or anything. It is amazing how thick and dense you, you can get lost stepping five feet into those woods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah. You know, I mean, I did, I got lost for 20 minutes in the redwoods in California and that freaked me out. I was on this trail and I was, I thought I was on the right trail and I got lost. I was lost for 20 minutes. My family couldn't find me and I couldn't find them. And yeah, I got, I got scared a little bit. <laughs> sounds, like you got, sounds like you got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. John, what do you think Bigfoot is? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I asked Jeff Meldrum this the other, you know, I, I saw, I went to his lab this past spring. Awesome. Um, no kidding. Yeah, we, it was great. It, it was awesome. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I know they're a creature. I don't know. I know they're, uh, you know, they're more human and they, you know, and you know, hominid than you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're alien. I, I can't get there yet. I know people do believe that. Right. Um, I just, I just think they're, they're a primate undiscovered as Jane Goodall says, she hopes there is, you know, something here. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can never answer that. I don't know why. <laughs> nobody. It's yeah. because nobody does know. Because nobody is. knows. I mean, there's no yeah. right answer. You know, I just like to hear people's opinions. Uh, if you ask mine, I think they're just kind of a lineage, just kind of branched off and kind of went, you know, developed in their own way. Um, yeah. You talk about mountain gorillas and Jane Goodall. I mean, we didn't discover mountain gorillas to what a hundred and some early, years ago. Early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If you got a species that's smarter than a mountain gorilla, that may be part human or have human traits. Of course, it's going to be a lot harder to, to, to find these things. And if they want to stay hidden and they have the mobility that they do and the strength, the size, come on. I mean, like Brian said, you get out there in that wilderness out in the, in the Pacific Northwest, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of dense forestry people have never touched out there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like when I I listen to, um, to the podcast with um, – I uh, can't – who, who's ever podcast that was with the head on on Les Stroud and, you know, a survivor man. And he yeah. said, people don't understand how vast it is. And they asked him, well, why haven't they found a body? And he says, in, in all the years I've been in the, you know, you know, backwoods and, you know, little nowhere, he's like, I found one bear. And there's, and he said, there's 35,000 bears alone in, in Oregon. He said, I found one. Yeah, he said. See, he said. He said the forest just takes everything, and that's less. And that's Stroud. what I tell people. That's less yeah. Stroud, who's out there all the time, all the yeah. time. That's Who what knows he what does he's for a for. living. Yeah. Exactly, I did, and that's I, what I tell people. My wife is not a believer at all. You know, <laughs> my mine's not either. She thinks I'm crazy for thinking mm-hmm. this, but yep. she supports it. But we were just down in um, Kentucky, Tennessee area recently, and took her out. In the wilderness a little bit. We didn't do too much hiking, but driving around and getting back in some of those those mountains. Mm-hmm. And she made a comment. She's like, you know, there could be things out here that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not saying I believe yeah. she believes in Bigfoot, but she understands that vastness out there that things could live out here and, and no one would ever know. No one oh would yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, that's how my wife is too. She doesn't believe she's. She wants the body, you know, and that's what she wants to have, you know, you know, for proof. And mm-hmm. I mean, I took her, I took her to the um, Sasquatch outpost and, you know, Bay of the Colorado. And we went through that whole museum and she still couldn't come out of there as anything. But, you know, I don't believe I'm like, how, you know, you saw all this stuff. We should be living out West, man. This Indiana crap is <laughs> Brian, Brian, we're taking the show on the road. Let's go. That's right. We're out of here. Hey, we're, hey, you should. We're gonna That'd come by. Cool. We're gonna come to, to Utah first and check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that'd believe be cool. Me, we we would if we could. Believe me. <laughs> you know, and and another thing that I thought about too, it's like if these things can can stay hidden like they do, on top of the fact that I that we believe, I believe the government knows about it and covers it up. 
Oh, 100%. How, how are you gonna ever have a body? You know, you hear these stories about these guys maybe shooting one or finding, yeah. you know, trapping one or, or whatever, if it's, if it's true. And then these guys in black show up and, you know, next thing you know, they don't, they're not you, supposed to talk about you, it. Where somebody's just going to have to be quick about it. Somebody's going to have to shoot one or trap one or something, have a camera right there. Yeah, and get I that actually shit uploaded or given to a news, a reputable news outlet if there is yeah, one left. Yeah, I have a story in my um, in, in book number one where there was a father and son that were hunting, uh, you know, up Logan Canyon, and they were across this a uh, valley from one. They actually saw it. They got it in their scope because of, you know when he he said when they first saw it, they thought it was, it was a black bear. And so he got it in his scope, you know, see, and he, he said it wasn't a black bear. He, he said it was a Bigfoot. But he said when he tried to get it on his phone scope, you know, hurry and attach his phone scope to have it recorded, it was gone. And he said, how can it vanish that fast? I said, I said they do, you know. They do. <laughs> and it, it, it happens all the time. But he said he, he said he had it in his scope for a good, like, 10, you know, 10 or 20 seconds. And then he hurry and grabbed that. You know, recording it is gone. He took his, his eyes off it, and I said, "I said, you know, like imagine the government. You know, they have all that kind of stuff, and you know, they know it. It's there. Oh, yeah. have bodies and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We've heard stories about helicopters flying in, taking some of these things out that were nuisance, nuisance ones, um, yeah. and and I kind of feel like they have. I don't think they're. I don't know that. I think that they're like alien or anything like that. But I think they have some special capabilities. I don't want to say powers or anything like that. But I think they kind yes, of. Yeah, I agree. They, they sense electromagnetic yeah. things, uh, cameras, well, stuff like that. Well, yeah, I think they're just more in nature in there with their environment. So they know when foreign objects are are in, are introduced into their environment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put a, I put some game cameras out in the areas where I, I thought it would, it would walk through and I only caught cows and moose. I did catch something weird on my game camera. I have a segment of photos on my page. If you want to see them uh, later, it was, I got this weird light and weird reactions on my camera. And that was, that was strange to me. Um, yeah. I mean, <sighs> You know, I tell people, you know, you know, about Mount St. Helens eruption and the bodies there and how they were taken out. And they're they're shocked. And I was like, hey, you know, that's there, there's plenty of stories about Mount St. Helens eruption, you know, you know, you know, Bigfoot. And I don't know about the one story. I, I, I'm sure you've heard about the one that was was, you know, walking around with the army and leading them to areas and yeah. howling or whooping. And I'm like, you know, I can. Kind of hope that's true, but you never know. <laughs> right. We've heard that story several times where this Bigfoot yep. was showing the people where these other Bigfoot were that tried to save them or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. There's just so much. And, and those people that, that say, oh, no, it's not real. It's not real. Well, do, you know, read about it. Do your investigation. Hear all the, keep, keep an open right. mind and, and listen. And then you can make a decision from there. And a lot of people are going to say, hey, not till I see one, not till I see a body. You know, I'd love to see one. Brian would love to see one. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. But we believe that they're there. There's too much proof. These footprints, oh, yeah. encounters, I mean, the similarities, uh, you know, you, the stuff that you talk about, John, you know, you, you wrote two books. Uh, you have a Facebook page uh, group. I mean, something's going on out there. It's not just us in this world. Right? No, no, exactly. And it's, it's, it's kind of, well, I mean, there's a story that I heard. It was, you know, you know that guy Steve on How to Hunt, his his YouTube page. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he reads stories that are sent to him, and there was one actually from Northern Utah, and so so this guy he, he was up hunting, and he found this area where there was all these kills, you know, like a graveyard kind of thing. There's all these like you know, you know, bones and everything, and he got a weird smell. And, and got chased out of there by something. So he went and told the Forest Service, and he feels bad about it now. But he said, he said, he said it's funny. Like a week later, he goes back up there, you know, you know, to where he said the sighting was happening. This stuff happened. It was all burnt. 
Oh, okay. He's like, he's like, he's like, there were helicopters. He said the area got, you know, somehow burned in a fire and all that stuff was gone. Interesting. So he's like, he's like, I made a mistake. He's like, he's like, I told, I told the authorities about something that I probably shouldn't have said because he's like, it's just weird how that area all of a sudden got burned after I said something. Yeah. I think if, I think if I were to, let's say I'm out and I just happened to find and shoot a Bigfoot and I was able to, you know, kill it. Um, I'm not pro kill necessarily. If that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Um, but I think I would try to take maybe a hand or a, a finger or a toe or something like that and uh, yep. get it straight to Mr. Jeff Meldrum uh, that you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You guys need to go to his lab. I'd love to. We would love to. <laughs> I'd love to get him on and talk to him. And that's yeah, what how does that, to do. How does that work? Do we call him? Do we email him? Yeah, how did you get in touch with him? Um, I just emailed him. For you know, through his um, his his professor email, you know, his, his school email, and he's he's pretty good about getting back pretty fast. It depends what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's 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 the he's a real nice guy. He's really open. He's really nice. Um, yeah, his lab was fun. I took my daughter up there with me. Oh man, and <sighs> she loved it. Love she, you know, she had a ball. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's but his his, his lab's amazing. Yeah, we'll have to get in touch with him. Uh, just yeah. To oh yeah. To him, get him on. Yeah, he's he's really open about everything. He's really nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just random. I just emailed him and said, "Hey, can I come to your lab?" He's like, "Sure." But the only thing he says if you go to his lab, he wants you to buy a track, which is not a problem with me. Yeah, no, it's it's fine with me. Yeah, me. No. <laughs> I'll buy several. I can do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put them and in he my even yard them. decorations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He even signs them, too. So. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not far Is at that all. The Idaho University of Idaho? Idaho State. Yeah. Idaho State. Okay. Yeah. That's in Pocatello. So, what, yeah. give us the name of your books again. Yeah, Valley of Bigfoot. It's a field guide and stories of Bigfoot in the Valley. And then and the new one that came out last night is Catch Valley uh, Bigfoot, Sometimes the Shadows. Do move in the woods. Yeah. Okay. For our listeners, if they I want have, to get a copy too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have any signed yet. Sorry. I haven't got all that taken care of. That's all right. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll get some books here and I'll sign them and then I can, I can send them out later to people who buy them from me, you know, in person or mm-hmm. on Facebook. And, um, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping to keep, you know, it, it keeps growing and I appreciate being on the, on the show. Thanks for having me. And, Hopefully it's yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll promote you too. The so. pleasure is ours. Yeah, the pleasure it. is Absolutely. ours. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, it, you don't know. Yeah, it's not a problem. I, I'd like to do it again. No, I'm 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 kind of nervous about doing these kind of things. You know, I've only done a few, um, but I'm getting more comfortable with them. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, again, you have the Facebook page, Cash Valley Bigfoot. People want to get on there and check it out and probably reach out to you if they want to try to get a copy of the book. Uh, will it be on Amazon or anything like that in the future? It's on Amazon right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. It's, and that's where it is right now. Um, yeah. I don't have any other ones so far. Of my new one out yet that are, I have at home. Um, I do have some of my uh, old ones here at home that are signed and ready to go. Yeah, um, I'll just send them to you for sure. Awesome. I got some shirts too. So, so what shirts do you wear? Just send me the sizes and okay. I'll send you some shirts. We'll do the too. same. We'll send you some shirts yeah. and some hats and whatnot. So we can just, yeah, we can just, we can just trade off. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it for sure. We haven't written a book yet, but we're working trade on that. Trade swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, writing a book, I mean, I thought it would be, you know, it'd be tedious. And I enjoyed it, you know, because I got all the stories and I, I put them together, you know, like in, a, in certain ways. But. I never changed any. So, so here's what I do. So I get the stories and I, I made a promise to myself that I've, I've submitted stories to books and they've changed everything. And I mean, you know, they added details that I never you know, wrote or they did this yeah, and that. Heard that before. And so I was like, you know what, I'm not doing that. So I had some reviews on my book last year that said, Oh, you know, his writing sucks. You know, it, it's, it's just horrible. And I, so in my book this year, I wrote down, I said, here's why. I, I don't change anything. I don't change how they write because most people will write how they talk. Right. And so I do it as that. I mean, I do, you know, add, you know, probably, you know, a space here and, you know, I, I do spaces and paragraphs and, 
you know, I break it up, you know, but I get these, you know, long emails that are all one long sentence pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I go in and out of commas or periods and that's it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to add details. I'm not going to like, you know, make it more scary as, as happened to you know, my books and oh, yeah. I mean, happened to my stories that I've submitted. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm keeping it how they, how they wrote it. Right. Right. And that's how you should do it. Yeah. I mean, I had one story and I was really upset that he, he added details and some other stuff. And I was like, Oh, it's not how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Find a different publisher at that point, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was, or it was a, I submitted a story to a, to a, a guy yeah, and I, yeah, he used it and, added lots of details that, that I didn't write. And, and I, even my wife's like, you don't, you know, talk that way or write that way. I said, no, I don't. And so, yeah, okay. you want to put it down in your own words. We, we totally understand that. And yeah. that's why we're Initially, doing the show, you know, so you can come on here and tell it how you want to tell it and get yeah. it out there to the people. So, well, John, so, we appreciate you coming on once again, man, and sharing this stuff with us. It's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was great. Yeah, thanks so much. We'll get your yeah, book and read it, and get back with you and talk some more down the road here. Yeah, yeah, let's do it for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm already planning on book number three, and um, but I'm gonna do a I'm gonna you know I'm gonna branch out from um up in Utah. I'm gonna branch out into Idaho, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, and call that kind of stuff and do a a regional one. Yeah, and so right. it's a lot of work. People don't people it don't is. realize you know how much is involved in this just just brian and i doing the podcast what it takes and trying to go to shows and we haven't gotten out into too much um excursions yet but you know that that alone is 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 a lot of work and a lot of money you know it's yeah yeah i'm planning on going to utah next year for at least 10 or 12 days with you know go back to visit family and stuff but i'm i'm gonna do a book signing at the library hopefully and um that'd be cool some other things but yeah i need to get out to some conferences I was going to go to the one in Utah that happened in October and I was invited and I, I was going to be a speaker, but everything kind of fell through at the, you know, like a few weeks before I got a, I got a job promotion and my wife got real sick. So I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to back out, which is not yeah. fun. You know, I let some people down. It's a lot of time and planning for sure. You know? It yeah. Is. So, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm going to do some, you know, some conferences, coming up in the spring or, you know, or early winter. Um, I mm-hmm. think there's one coming up, I think here in Texas in, in January or February. So I might go to that one. So well, hopefully we can uh, meet up at one sometime down the road here soon too. Oh yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Do a live show yeah, together. I need, to, I need to come to Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man. Oh, are you coming to Indiana? Sure. Yeah. I, I would love know, that. We'll let you know which one we're going to and we, maybe we can meet up at some point. For sure. Excellent. Yeah. Well, man, thanks again. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'll talk to you online. Yeah, thanks for taking time. You take care. Have a good day. You too, You too, John. See ya. Yep. Bye. Can you imagine? What if that thing would have grabbed him? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We probably wouldn't have been talking to him. What the? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'd like to talk to his buddy who actually was the one that saw the arm come out and then his face turn and take off yeah. running. Yeah, but apparently he doesn't want to talk about it. So. Right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. This stuff is just, you can't make this up, you know? No way, man. There's too much, too many people out there with the same similar stories and it's just, can't be coincidence. So. No, definitely not. Uh, with, the, with the neck snapping of the deer, uh, sounds like they just kind of yeah, heard that to me. Yeah, definitely. That thing be hanging around a golf course though. That's kind of scary in itself. You know, they, uh, who was, was I watching? Uh, I think it was finding Bigfoot and they were talking about that golf courses are popular places, man, for some reason. Hmm. Must be, uh, yeah, well, it's probably a lot of deer running around there. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. So for sure, man, once again, thanks for hanging out with me. It was a good episode. Oh, man, Yeah. Always fun. Heck yeah. We'll keep uh, getting some good content out there for everyone and uh, finding good encounters to bring to you guys, and we appreciate it. So, as always. Keep listening. Keep giving us the uh, follows and the rates, and and, uh, we'll keep it coming. Absolutely. Till next time, my friend. Have a good one, bud. See ya.
Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Cons today and find out what invincible feels like.